Dude, Josh, I was taking some heat last night. I was taking some heat last night. Did I text you about this? Um, no, no, it, I don't think so. I, when I fell asleep, it was it was one of those nights. And when I fell asleep, I was out, O U T, out, done, finished, kaput. And so it's funny. We wrapped. Do you remember what we wrapped the show up with last night, yesterday afternoon? What the final tweet, our text that we read at the show was? Oh, of course. Yes. How could very, I forget? Very angry with me because we spent, and we, I was joking about this with TJ. We had spent the first hour uh, kind of nonstop Sooner softball, right? I was texting JT to tell him how much trouble I was in for this last night. And also the fact that Jocelyn's home run did not go over the scoreboard. It had hit the scoreboard. So I was getting clowned a little bit for that. We'll talk about that later. Um, But, dude, I, th- there was some dudes mad, mad at your boy last night. And I just want to make this very clear. I could talk softball all day, all night, 24-7, 365. But since we complain so much about not having breaking news on this show, Josh, when we actually get some and it's of the magnitude of what happened yesterday involving your team, uh, I think it's understandable that it might take over the show just just a skosh, right? Just a skosh. Especially, again, like I said, when we complain so much about the lack of breaking news. We do complain. <laughs> <laughs> we have no complaints from yesterday. We got it uh, yesterday got morning. It. I was so happy. But anyway, so I, I promised, remember the, the commitment I made? I said, for you, because you're, I'm sorry. It's on me. But for you, I'll get Jocelyn Allo on the show today. Now, I know some of you, the, <laughs> the diehards are laughing. It's like, gosh, I can't wait till she doesn't call him this time. Right? There's that crew out there. Um. I call them the haters, Josh. But my, she gave a commitment. Well, let me rephrase that. She came up and it said, hey, I'm sorry, schedule got crazy last week. We'll make it happen. Scheduled up for today, so I'm excited. Are you excited? Uh, come on. Absolutely, I'm excited. So that is my gift to you, softball fans who are mad at me. Jocelyn Allo today at 1045 and resident Number one OU softball fan, Marcos, has checked in. So I'm going to hit his email coming up. How about we do 10 a.m.? Marcos got some really good takes on where the softball team is. And we'll get to that coming up at 10 a.m. So Jossie at 1045. Marcos email at 10. I'm giving you your own segment now, Marcos. And and much, much more on the big deal that went down in the NFL yesterday and what it means now going forward. But before we do any of that, we are on the road today at Cavens Construction, as we are every single Thursday with our man Gary Cavens. It's it's kind of wild because we're back on a regular schedule. I think we've done, thanks to, to Gary's grateful uh, graciousness and having a flexible schedule, what do we do? Friday last week, did it virtual the week before that. I think we had to move to a Wednesday. Uh, so it's nice to be back on a Thursday. It feels like some regularity is in place. I'm back as a creature of habit. But we'll we'll have Gary's going to come on at nine thirty five a little earlier. Uh, noted softball enthusiast Chris Smith at ten thirty five this morning. But here at Cavens, he is the roofing expert. So Gary Cavens and the career Cavens do incredible work. Check him out online today, CavensConstruction.com. That's CavensConstruction.com or at four zero five five seven three three zero four eight. Now you might say seven minutes into no spring football. We got Joey Helmer coming up at 11 a.m. this morning. And I think, uh, Josh, is that right? We may want to check with, with Joey. 
Does that fit into the window this morning between uh, the 40 minutes they get to watch practice and the availability, or might we have to move Joey up a little bit? Let's do some double-checking and some digging. I'm sure that either way Joey would be fine (laughs) to come on the show. (laughs) I love that. Um, Because, I mean, we're getting to watch practice, and it's not a – we're talking about practice, not a game practice. It's going to go out and see practice. And uh, unfortunately for you and I, that viewing window comes right smack dab during our radio show. But, I mean, there last night the new roster was, was posted. Can I tell you something kind of funny? Is I don't know why I happened to check the roster. I just I – hap- I was looking, I think – for what number Colby McKenzie was going to wear. So I, I, my, my, uh, th- this group, this Bible study group that I'm in on Wednesday night, suddenly for me, and, and there, I'm probably going to get kicked out of it because all we end up doing is talking about Sooner football. Last night was where Baker was going to end up, and somehow thinking about Baker got me digging into, gosh, um, who's wearing number six now for Oklahoma? <laughs> so then I was going, so I'm like, oh, look. New rosters are out. So I threw it out on Twitter, and I and I hated that I didn't throw it out with, of course, the necessary hashtag, Sooner in Suits. But, I, again, that was kind of exciting last night. Still, though, we, we don't get to be a part of that open window of practice because of when our radio show is, and, and we don't get to truly dive in. But I'm digging, Josh, this early amount of availability that's out there uh, to hear. We played a lot of Ted Roof yesterday. Deshaun White spoke. Um, gosh, you had DJ Graham, among others. The offense kind of getting the Jeff Levy side of things today. I think I think there's going to be some Dylan Gabriel, and if I'm not mistaken, I think it's going to be the first time that he's met in person with the media maybe. But I'm, I don't know, for a football fan and that side of me that is so intrigued by what this team is going to look like and the big storylines heading into the season, Josh, it was nice to – it was nice to hear from guys. It's been nice to hear from Coach. It's been nice to have that open door. I think I heard Kerry Murdoch. I was listening to the unofficial 40 a bit this morning, and I, I said he was. He said it was kind of nice to actually be welcomed inside the indoors. So I thought, I don't know, Josh, I'm pretty excited about the amount of content that's out there for OU football right now. I loved what Brent Venable said the other day, too, that it wouldn't be much fun, right, if I was just right. like, sat up here and was a massive jerk. Nobody would enjoy that. You you probably wouldn't like that, and he related it to Dylan Gabriel is a great quarterback in terms of his work ethic. He makes it fun. That really is so true, though, just specifically for the type of access that we, you, the fan base is getting. It's fun right now. You're welcomed. That's – and not that the media was just totally shunned or the fan base was totally shunned in the past, but – it does early on here feel a little bit different. Can I can I workshop something with you on the air and, and maybe maybe get some of the texters to help me out as well at 405-651-3439 or on Twitter too at Plank Show? Because I again I since we're not there, since it happens during our show, I, I don't know a lot of the well, what's the word um what's the word I'm looking context. Of, of some of the, the questions, right? You'll see a few cuts when the guys like Nate Fakin and who am I leaving out, Josh? Um, 
Oh, gosh, why did I just blank on our dude at News 9 that we love to death that does a podcast? Um, but w- when those guys are kind enough to put some of the, the tweets on, uh, for the video, put it on Twitter, that's awesome. But so in workshopping this, this take, I understand there isn't a ton of context to it. But here we go. I felt like Lee Benson. Lee Benson. Sorry, Lee. I only on my first cup of coffee this morning. But thank you to Lee and Nate and Dylan, uh, the Tulsa guys, TJ, Casey. They always do a great job, to, for, for me, for someone who's not there and is a fan, right, of putting that content up because we don't always get that from Sooner Vision. No knock on Richard Martis, who is the, the god, but you don't get a lot of those one-on-ones, right? You'll get a few cuts here and there. Anyway, long precursor to this. Are we getting too caught up in what it was before and what it is now? In other words, I felt it, not baiting, but I felt like a lot of the questions were about trying to kind of S on Lincoln and the staff that was here, which to me, there's plenty. You can if you want, but are we... I understand everyone wants to know how Brent's going to be as a head coach. He's never been a head coach before. I understand everyone wants to see how dudes like McKinsey and Stutzman and Redmond are going to fit in this defense. I understand all of that. That I, I get that, right, because this is new. But to me, this constant need, either through a narrative or from what I think some people want on Twitter, are we getting too caught up in trying to say uh, it's so much better now and it sucked so much then? I mean, even the thing that Deshaun White was talking about, and again, this was just fresh in my mind because Gary was talking about it, about, you know, now we can have cups. They they trust us to police ourselves in the lo- lounge or lobby or whatever and leading to bigger disciplinary issues. I, I don't know. But is there too much still being made of trying to compare how it is now to how it was, say, 8, 9, 10, 12 months ago? Or do I need to get over it? Maybe. Maybe so. I think, generally speaking, at least from the the player's perspective, it's just the excitement of how well things are operating right now and the different buzz and excitement that's within that building, the type of person, the type of head coach that Brent Venables is. From the fan base, yeah, sure. Okay. I just – because if you're looking at this and you're saying playing, dude, what are you talking about? What are you doing? That's that's the biggest story here. And just because maybe you want to move on from it because, I don't know, what, are you afraid Lincoln's going to get mad at you? You're a glass half full of Whatever it might be, I'm being somewhat facetious, but it's a major story. If you were to say that to me, I'd probably step back and go, okay, I understand. And I'm not doubting that it isn't a major story, but doesn't that kind of lend itself more to things we can get into in June when you have – where we are now, I don't. I, I just found it kind of odd that that seemed to be a major angle with a lot of the the stuff that I saw yesterday from the player availability. It's almost as if you're trying to you're trying to get a soundbite of Deshaun White talking about how terrible of a defensive coordinator Alex Grinch is because you think it's going to get clicks. I, I mean, again, like I said, maybe it is a big story that we need to continue to cover, and I'm sure we will. But for me, I'm like, ah, all right. I mean, we got to move on at some point, right? Yeah, there's a way to 
ask questions about sure how are things going how different is it without the question being a leading question <laughs> hey, to how bad was it <laughs> right and yeah there is probably an element of the hey the fan base you see on twitter sure the way Oklahoma still about fans it. feel for you know feel about Lincoln Riley and Alex Grinch and the previous staff and the fan base has every right to feel that way so yes there could be an element of this this could be some easy money easy clicks <laughs> but but again some might say all right I just I don't I don't need this balance plank. I'm mad, Tebow, Mulesu, Snake, whatever. Just go with it, man. Be happy that I'm paying attention to sports. Be happy that this matters to me right now. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's something that will continue to, to grow. But I don't – I guess I've been a sucker for the 10-second, 15-second video clip. I get fired up for the future. I feel like when you start getting into the, well, they're able to do this now, and they couldn't then. Could you imagine this happening now? I'm, I'm guilty of part of that with some of the awesome access that media is getting this year and the, the royal media. I just, I don't know, man. There's a part of me that I think, all right, let's 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 move on. How many different ways can we ask, and how many different storylines are there based around, man, how different is this now So as opposed to a couple months ago? Like, we know it's different. Brent Venables is the bleeping head coach, and he's awesome. He's an awesome person. He's a different dude, and it's a great energy. But, I mean, at some point you look, and it's got to become more about the now. I say that as I'm trying to prepare a June segment for coaches who made the biggest mistake leaving early. 917 on the Plank Show. I learned something yesterday, Josh. I learned something about the – the NFL and its incessant need to have breaking news right during other major sporting events. And I also learned how quickly things can go down. So when we come back, we'll talk a little bit about the newest Miami Dolphin, Tyree Kill, and why I'm still freaked out as a Raiders fan. I still expect to look out there and see Tyree Kill giving deuces to Jonathan Abram. <laughs> I think the Raiders play the Dolphins this year, so it still might happen. But we've got it all coming up. A busy day. Jocelyn Allo later in the show. Joey Helmer on OU football right here on the Home Sooner Fans. Gosh, we did 22 minutes on uh, a little mix of softball and football. And I failed to mention tonight the NCAA tournament gets back underway with the Sweet 16. Two Big 12 teams in action. Is that right? No. One one Big 12 team in action tonight, two tomorrow. You've got Texas Tech as the late game against Duke. Bye. <laughs> By the way, who decides how they stagger these start times? 6.30, tip off in this game, then we'll have the other one at 6.38. What? Could they at least stagger it, Josh, where one of them started like at halftime of the other game instead of literally two minutes into the first quarter? Oh, TV executives. How was your uh, uh, Tuesday night? Anything exciting in your world? Wait, Wednesday night, excuse me. Well, Tuesday night was good as well, but (laughs) (laughs) Wednesday night was good. Had a slow pitch softball show, so that's always fun. We're oh, I thought you. I thought you said you were going to play. I was like, "Oh, where are you playing? Let's go!" Well, that would also be a great joy. Where, did you ever play in a slow pitch league? But totally, just off road here. My bad. But did no, you ever play? I, no, I haven't. But I would absolutely be open to joining one. I here's here's the problem. My my dad, my father, whom I love, Daryl Robert Plank. To this day, 
would still play if his body would let him. I think he's in good enough shape where he could. Pops could mash Josh in slow-pitch softball. Still can to this day. Mash. Uh, unfortunately, his son was kind of more of a punch and Judy in slow-pitch softball. So no one wanted whenever the first opportunities came while I was in high school to potentially play. But, man, there was nothing better in my 20s and early 30s. I tried to a couple years ago with the Sooner Vision crew, but my wife never let me go play. And it's like I have my mom again not letting me. Either. Mom, can I go play with the guys? No, you have homework. Now it's the same way. It's like, honey, can I go play something? No, you're going to hurt yourself. Go back in there and do a radio show. Anyway, yes, now you got me all fired up about wanting to play slow-pitch softball. I would say we should start a team, Josh, but I would never get to play. <laughs> well, I don't think either one of us would. I mean, <laughs> that's really the frustrating thing is – just too busy, man. I'm too busy That's for, for and fun. And by the way, another sidebar. That's the best thing about sometimes when you get together with people. Dude, we should have like an adult league kickball team. And you get about 12. Yeah, let's do that. Here, and then all of a sudden, someone, how do you sign up? You're signed up for a league, and then week to week, no one can ever show up. <laughs> hey, Bob, can you can you come play tonight? Oh, man, Johnny's got scouts, so. The best ideas come up in those group settings, but they don't get followed through, unfortunately, after 30. So you had the slow-pitch softball show last night, right? I did, yeah. It was uh, obviously a good time. Fun hanging out with Coach and the more Lions. I didn't know this, but they've, they've got new bats to try and kind of curtail a little bit of what's going on in slow-pitch softball. They've regulated that across the board, which I thought was kind of interesting can't have you are, are they can't have those racquetballs in the barrels of the bats anymore i guess but that's cool all right helmet technology apparently was something that fired up sooner nation on twitter i noticed yesterday did you happen to catch any of that everyone worried about dylan gabriel's helmet so much I so did. joe joe bettner had to write an article about it it's actually i've got a favorite it's a really good piece that joe wrote but yeah i i was cracking up about that but I was also cracking up about the mixed reaction I started to see to your boys' trade. So you've had about 24 hours now to simmer on it. Tyree Kill traded yesterday during the Plank Show. Right around 10 a.m. yesterday, the the buzz started to build that a deal could be made. Then by 11.40, it was official. He was gone. What's your 24-hour later reaction? I still think Kansas City moved a little bit too quickly yesterday. You had the Jets and the Dolphins in the mix there. As soon as the word gets out that Tyreek Hill is being shopped, it didn't have to just be the New York Jets or the Miami Dolphins. I would have liked to have seen Kansas City and Brett Veach take a little bit more time, but the offer that Kansas City took from the Dolphins was a better offer than what the Jets were throwing their way. So, And bottom line is this. In a sense, you're being proactive to – not put yourself in cap purgatory here, and you had tough decisions to make at some point, and Kansas City has made – I mean, maybe you say it was Tyron Matthew, but this was a tough decision with Tyree Kill. I'm kind of at peace with it. I think Kansas City is going to make moves to replenish its wide receiver room, and there's an outside chance here that Kansas City can be better based on using these draft picks if they get those draft picks right 
to be better across the board. They needed to upgrade the defense, Plank. We know that. So mm-hmm. now they've got the opportunity to do that. Are they going to be as dynamic, as explosive offensively? No, because Tyree Kill is that unique of a talent. But I think there's a chance it could go horribly wrong. I'm not saying that that's not a possibility, too. But I think there's a chance Kansas City could be better from having done this and that this could okay. be the right path for Kansas City. So I'm at peace with it. I'm still, you know, as a Chiefs fan, you're saddened because Tyreek Hill was so great for you and he brought you a Super Bowl. But tough decisions, right? If you want to keep winning, you have to make some of those. So I have a very, very not hot take on this. I'm workshopping a lot on the show today. Could you tell I had some free time late last night where I was just sitting down, coming up with thoughts and ideas for the show? I have a not hot take for you on the Tyree Kill trade, which may be the case in every single trade that ever happens in sports, but here we go. I don't think you can you can venture or give any opinion at all on this trade until it plays out. None whatsoever, because there are four distinct directions this could go, right? And this could either be one of the greatest trades the Dolphins have ever made to revolutionize their offense and elevate Tua under a new head coach, or it could be an incredible waste of assets because Hill can't can't be – relied upon to stay healthy, or Tua can't get in the football, or whatever it might be. Then there's, you know, the Chiefs side of it. This, as Josh said, could be a moment where with 20 to, what is it, 20 to $30 million in cap space, they can go have some fun and maybe bring in guys like Bobby Wagner or even re-sign Tyron Matthew at better. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm vamping on that. Or you Orlando Brown, up. right? I mean, you, you've or, got right, thank something you. to take care of there, and... That now could maybe be the first priority. Or the other side of it is the guy that really opened up the offense was Tyree Kill, the dude that could take the top off it. That is so unique in in the NFL, which is why you're seeing guys like Tyree Kill, Devontae Adams, seeing a dude like Henry Ruggs go so high in the draft. I mean, I, I could – keep going here with speedy receivers but the dudes that can take the top off the defense and those those to me there's no so my point is there's no gray area here right i don't think there is a well you know it kind of went like this and it kind of went like this because you're talking about a team that's gone to four straight afc championship games and has hosted all of them all of them josh it's just this is either going to go incredibly well or horribly wrong for one side if not maybe both sides of it Maybe the Chiefs need Tyree Kill and don't hit on any of those draft picks. Maybe the, the the Dolphins couldn't best take advantage of his skills and you know needed all those. I don't know. It's just to me, I don't think you could sit there one way or the other until we see anything on the field with this and what the Chiefs do with that pick in the first round. Really, you're not going to be able to judge this until we see the next couple of postseasons for Kansas City. If – Kansas City gets back to a Super Bowl or wins another Super Bowl, then, okay, Kansas City's just fine, and maybe they won the trade in that sense because they didn't have to pay Tyreek Hill $30 million. Sure. You can't judge this trade until we get a couple of years down the line and we see what pick number 29 and pick number 50 turned out to be for Kansas City. And 
maybe folks are going to say that Kansas City wasn't the winner of this trade unless pick number 29 or pick number 50, one of the two is a bona fide superstar, right? I mean, you might get two really good players, and Mm -hmm. if they're not viewed as the caliber of star that Tyreek Hill is, there's going to be some folks that feel like Kansas City made a mistake. So you're right. Yeah, you can't judge it today. It's way too soon. It's a huge deal for Miami. Sure, sure. I will say this, though. It's going to be fascinating whenever we get into the regular season to see – I mean, look at this year. Look at this past year. To see how quickly people will be to say, oh, well, it's obvious this offense needed this. I I just – I know it's not a very hot take. It's a very – I told you it's a tepid take. I don't think you can have an opinion on this for over a year. It's really – it's a great time for the NFL to go ahead and institute a new rule where they can change team schedules before next season. Good Ooh, time like to bring that. Miami to Kansas City. Um, a Dolphin-KC game? Let's go. All right. Uh, we've got more on the NFL coming up in the top five stories of the day. <laughs> coming up on first take, did the Chiefs' window close without Tyreek Hill? Gosh. How dramatic can we be? Like, Well, first of all, who, who are they getting for him? A bunch of picks. I'm like, well, who are those picks? Doesn't matter. It's like, well, it does matter. You, that's why you can't you can't judge the Devontae Adams trade. What if the Packers go out and get Jameson Williams and he ends up just clicking with Aaron Rodgers? What if, I mean, Devontae Adams doesn't have the best track record of staying healthy. I, it just, we need time on these. That's a nervous fan and paranoid fan coming out in me. Gary Cavins, though, when we come back, is going to join us. Tell us about the place we hang every single Thursday here at Cavins Construction. We've got storylines from spring football to get to. Jocelyn Allo coming up at 1045 this morning. Got Marco's State of Sooner softball address coming up. And much more on a very busy Thursday edition of The Plank Show. All right, welcome back into The Plank Show. We're on the road at Cavins Construction, which is where we hang Every Thursday, I threw everyone off because I came on Friday last week. I think we did Friday the last time we were here too. I know I've kind of been I've been out running around. Um, <laughs> it's my fault. I mean, I appreciate you being flexible. Is I guess yeah. my point. Yeah. Thank you. It's yeah. been um, you, you. You guys do incredible work here, and we like to be able to brag about it and talk about it. So uh, we're getting into spring season, which That's means right. storm season, which means you better make sure your roof is in good shape, right? Yeah, we saw a big rain. Um, you know, earlier this week, and a lot of water came down, and a lot of phones, the phones around here started <laughs> ringing because there was a lot of people that hadn't had their roofs looked at, and they were waiting until after this spring storm before they did anything, and uh, they decided that uh, and now it's time to do something because they're all leaking like the Titanic. <laughs> it's tough, though. You know, you want to, and, and that's one thing that I've always appreciated is you make a turnkey, and, and Chris is going to join us later in the show, mm-hmm. so we can talk more about the roofing side of things, but... You know, I've noticed just from a personal aside that I have a problem that my guttering is bad. I need new gutters. Bad. And it's something not only you guys do, but then you help to make sure that you can store the rainwater if you want. or you Because you've got to get it as far away from your house as you can. And I'm in a situation where I could be in big trouble because mine's literally just pulling outside of my foundation, which is not good. No, no. You want to get that water away, away, away from the house um, and not pulling and 
all that. But, yeah, we'll let Chris kind of get into that when he comes on because he's going to be all, all about roofing and gutters. Well, uh, so that's coming up a little bit later on in the show. With that in mind, uh, water remediation <laughs> can become yes. an issue too. and that was, a, that was a big thing with all that rain that came in. We had a lot of people that had, you know, um, water come in and, and they needed uh, structural drying. Um, and uh, we saw a lot of people that hadn't had their gutters cleaned and they had their gutters clogged and things were backing up and mm-hmm. going in. Going in. Um, so we saw a lot of that. So make sure you have your gutters cleaned. That's an important thing. But if you have any kind of water loss, a broken pipe, gr- uh, water coming in from outside, anything like that, and you need uh, somebody to come in and take care of it for drying, structural drying, water extraction, all that, um, give us a call. We're you know, your one-stop shop for that. We can also do mold remediation. If you didn't get to the water in time and it turned into mold, we can do mold testing mold remediation. Also with the Cavens Environmental, we're getting into spring. Don't forget about carpet cleaning. Uh, do some spring cleaning. We have the dumpsters available, the 12-yard dumpsters. Um, we can just drop them in your driveway. You clean them, clean it out over the weekend. We can pull it Monday morning. So those are great too. You know what you don't realize? This is me. Again, I'm being, this is like my therapy session. Number one, my, I've got to take care of my gutters. Number two, you can accumulate a lot of trash around your house. You can. Like, we've been, I've been in my house, this is only my second year, and I feel like, Gary, we've got so much just stuff we need to get rid of. And you, you might think, oh, I'll just throw it in the, the back of a car, I'll throw it in the back of a truck. No, you. it's best to just call Cavens. You guys can bring the big dumpster out or the smaller one, and you haul it all away. That's right, 100%. And we, you know, just get rid of it, move on. You don't have to worry about any trash spilling in your car, your truck. You know, just give us a call and clean, you know, everybody's cleaning their garages out for the summer. They're cleaning up up their yards. They're getting everything ready to go for spring. And, you know, we can just drop that dumpster in there and you can have it for as long as you want it, basically, to a large degree, up to two weeks. But most people just grab it for the weekend and do a little bit of cleaning, clean out the attic, clean out the garage, clean out the back porch. And then we come on Monday and haul it out. Tulsa as well at 918-282-7612. All right, Gary, I'll let you go on this. We've talked about the uh, roofing side of things, we talk about water, we talk about remediation, the environmental side, uh, maintenance, though. You're here. You've got a crew that can take care of any maintenance needs and really take it off the plate of companies, business owners. It's it's a great service. It is. It is. We, um, you know, we do anything you need for your business that is construction or maintenance-wise, we can do for you. Cabinet doors, commercial doors, windows, drywall, paint, flooring, the list is endless. Um, a situation that happened this this last week up in Tulsa, we we worked for a company that owns a bunch of strip malls in Tulsa, and they had a strip mall where their trash enclosure, uh, basically a trash truck had picked up and ripped apart all the steel and all the wood pickets on the trash enclosure. We went in, we welded it, we put all the pickets back, we cleaned it all up, got it back to brand new for the tenants that were in that strip mall. Those are the type of things that we can do for you. It's just a one-stop shop. You know, yeah, 405. I almost gave the uh, I almost gave the hotline number 405-573-3048-918-282-7612. Anything we're leaving out? Um, I mean, there's so much we do. Plumbing? But the plumbing I mean, side of things is rocking. Emergency yes. plumbing available? Emergency plumbing is available. Plumbing is rocking. You know, big thing is just if you have a commercial property, commercial building, anything commercial and you need um maintenance on give us a call we're here to help and then anything you need roofing wise give us a call we can help with that too thanks gary appreciate your time buddy thank you that's our guy gary cavins from here at cavins construction 405-573-3048 it's almost as if things are back to normal josh 
now that we're here on a Thursday. All right, um, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Hit us up, 405-651-3439. That's 405-651-3439 if you'd like. We'd love to take your calls today as well, 405-329-9000 in hour one, which has been brought to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com. Their perfection is your protection. All your fencing needs, 405-735-1167. Are you fired up about tonight? Is there... Is there much that the Sweet 16 games are doing for you? Are you kidding me? I'm excited for every I'm single jacked. game tonight. I, I think I every jacked. single game could be fantastic this evening. Arkansas-Gonzaga. Okay, top overall seed Gonzaga. Arkansas with Note and company. Can they pull the big stunner here? That's the largest spread of any of these four games tonight. Gonzaga's favored by nine and a half at the number I'm looking at right now on ESPN.com. I think Arkansas, similar to the way I felt about Memphis, I think the Hogs can absolutely give Gonzaga a scare tonight. I do like Gonzaga to win that one. Villanova, Michigan. Michigan was one of these teams that mm. we didn't feel real great that they got in. They got into this field over Oklahoma, over Texas A&M, and several others, right, that were on the bubble. And every single year, one of those teams that we grinch and moan about that gets one of the final bids, wins a couple of games, makes it to the second weekend. It just so happened to be that Michigan punched its way into the second weekend here, and now they play Villanova. So that's interesting. Can they keep that role, go- uh, that role going? Texas Tech Duke, Coach K, no more needs to be said there, right? And then Kelvin Sampson, can they pull the stunner over Arizona? So, mm. dude, I'm fired up. Every single game I think is great. Jay Billis, I saw, re-ranked the 16 teams or reseeded them. And based on his seedings, there has never maybe been an easier path to a Final Four trip than what Kansas currently has in front of him. I know some might say Purdue, and that's fair enough. But, I mean, this, I mean, this path seems greased for Kansas, especially if they get Iowa State in the Sweet 16 because – or, excuse me, the Elite Eight – because we all know Iowa State can't beat Big 12 teams. So that would be like a slam dunk for Kansas. Iowa State can beat everyone else in the country except Big 12 teams. That's kind right. of their bugaboo. <laughs> I still I – br- I know I brought this up yesterday. I know, but it's, it, it is something that dominates my thoughts. How in the world does Iowa State being in the Sweet 16 make any sense? How in the world does St. Peter's beating Kentucky and still being alive make any sense at all in the world? There's just – and then how does it make any sense, or does it make any sense, that a team that was as hot as Iowa and Virginia Tech coming in to the start of the NCAA tournament lay an absolute egg? It just, man, I don't know. I don't know how gamblers do it. I would lose my ever-loving. We just get to talk about it and laugh about it, Josh. The, the NCAA tournament makes zero sense. Yeah, they – Zero sense. <laughs> very select few that gamble well. Everybody else, man, it's uh, – oh. It's just a crapshoot, especially with this right, tournament. We, oh, it makes – can I tell you one more time? It makes zero sense. All right, coming up on the show, we've got some post-practice fun from yesterday. We've got more on the big trade in the NFL, and obviously you've got two dudes that are pretty fired up about the NCAA tournament. So we'll talk about all the games right here on the Home of Sooner Fan. Big morning in NFL news, Josh. I don't know if you saw it or not, but – Trevor Simeon today is visiting the Raiders. Are you worried as a Chiefs fan 
about potential new Raiders backup, Trevor Simeon, to be paired with Garrett Gilbert behind Derek Carr. Look out. I think – I don't know if there's worse backup situations in any division than there is in the AFC West <laughs> because you have – I mean, you have three elite quarterbacks. You have a pretty good one, right? You've got Derek Carr, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert, elite. you got Russell Wilson, who's pretty good. So – to me, yeah, that's that's how I think, everybody feels. Well, they should. I mean, it's true. Look at the numbers. Um, <laughs> but the backup quarterback situations are terrible. Do you guys still have Chad Henney? Hey, easy now. He uh, won us a playoff game, sort of, versus the Browns. That's true. Well, if you were to, to listen to Browns fans, that was all Baker Mayfield's fault. So I do not know what you're talking about. That's a good point. The, Most but- of it was. The backup, the backup in Denver, is Brett Rippon. Uh, again, and it's so funny because a lot of these guys are like, oh man, I remember whenever I saw him do this in a preseason game. And you're like, yeah, it was a preseason game. Chase Daniel is now the backup with the Chargers. There's never been a man who has played the system better than Chase Daniel. You know what the key for Chase Daniel has been, Josh? Going to places where he doesn't have to play because as soon as he steps on the field, they're like. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he so looks basically games played statistic for the quarterback that's starting there. Okay, has he missed any games? No? Okay, cool. Yeah, where do I sign? Wait, so your quarterback is Justin Herbert. He's, you know, 6'5". He, he's got a rebuild offensive line, and he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, you sign me up. I'll play there. <laughs> so Brett, Brett Rippon, Chase Daniel, Garrett Gilbert, potentially Trevor Simeon, and Chad Henney gross but really what backup situation do you look at you're like yeah that looks good i don't think you have one in the nfl maybe if baker ends up at pittsburgh right which by the way if baker ends up at pittsburgh he's everyone realizes he's starting right yes i mean we get that don't we he'd be the starting quarterback and that would be a pretty good one too okay you might not have the superstar quarterback but baker mayfield's pretty doggone good one and mitch Trubisky, somebody that's started a ton Good back in the National Football who is, League. Who has been smart enough to do what? Not play, so we think that he's good again. And then as soon as he plays, we'll be like, oh, that's right. Steeler fans will try to defend it. No, no, no. You know, I mean, it's, I mean, it was an interception, but it was a catchable ball. He's going to be okay. <laughs> um, post-practice availability is back. Um, I was perusing the intrawebs. Kudos to my man Lee Benson at Lee Benson News 9 who tweeted this video of DJ Graham giving us some perspective on the new defense. I love it. Um, we're so – I feel – I feel the, 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 the corners especially, we feel much more involved in the defense. Uh, it's not like we're just doing one thing and one thing only. Uh, we get to mix it up. Uh, we we get freedom, but not too much freedom where we out of control. We get just enough freedom where we can do what we need to do, uh, and we get we're in, we get put in positions to make plays on the ball. Like I say, it's complex, but it's not too complex. Where I think we're we're gonna give offenses trouble with the looks we're gonna throw at them, and, um, and the thing is, we're not even there yet. So. <laughs> Just imagine when we get, you know, when we get 100% there. It's going to be it's going to be scary. Tonight on the huddle from 6 to 7 p.m., I hope you guys have time to join us at Rudy's as Miguel Chavis is going to be hanging out with us. I'm I'm excited because I haven't met many of the new coaches yet. 
uh, if at all, I mean, think about their timeline, Josh. They, you know, we were still doing virtual pressers, or at least I'm going to rephrase that. A lot of the things we were doing with the assistant coaches was virtual, right? It was still over Zoom. And then as soon as softball kicked up, that's whenever we started doing a lot more in person. And I didn't get to do anything on pro day. So this will be my first chance to really kind of sit down with one of the assistant coaches. But I'm so intrigued to get the answer to this question. DJ Graham talks about, hey, it's complex, but it's not too complex. We're still getting there. You know, what What percentage of the defense has been installed? What percentage do they feel like they need to be at by the end of spring, right? I mean, is, does it need, and maybe this is a good Ted question too, Is that does it need to be 100% by the end of spring? I mean, are they looking at like 50% with as early as it is? Is it like a minuscule percentage? Am I using percentages to try to sound like I know math? Maybe. But I mean, that's that's kind of what I'm intrigued with right now. I would imagine a large percentage. Of, you think so? Yeah, definitely of all of your base type stuff. You know, but I mean, I, I don't know what number. And again, this is a good Teddy Lehman question, but you're always adding, right? Even even throughout right. the season. I, now, you don't do as much of that in season, but I think that you do a little bit of that as you go along. So I don't think you're, you're definitely not at 100% coming out no. of the spring, but I would imagine a, a good portion of it. Getting close. Should be getting close. We'll talk to Miguel Chavis about it tonight. If you can't make it, I'll share portions with all y'all tomorrow right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Wow, would you look at that. One hour in the book. We hit everything from slow-pitch softball to the NCAA tournament to some post-practice availability. Where have you been? All right, coming up next, we'll get the state of Sooner softball for my man Marcos and the top five stories of the day. Joy Helmer coming up at 11 a.m. right here on The Ref.